Welcome to The Office Podcast, a mashup of my favorite TV show and mental health. Thank you for listening to episode three, Anxiety. Let's turn it over to our girl, Nellie. I have an anxiety issue and I'm not ashamed of that. But I'm not loving the idea of Dwight having that information. I once saw him yell at Phyllis for sneezing wrong. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is excessive worry that you find difficult to control. For someone with an anxiety disorder, they feel it more days than not about all different areas of their life. Anxiety has a lot of physical symptoms, restlessness, feeling on edge, being easily tired, irritability, muscle tension, sleep disturbance, sweating, trembling, shortness of breath, all unpleasant symptoms of anxiety. We all have worry. We all worry about things. Some worry is productive because it motivates us to do things. But anxiety is different than just worry that comes up with regular stressors in our life and then goes away. When you have anxiety, your brain is always on the lookout for something to worry about. And really, our brains evolved to be little worry machines. If our ancient caveman ancestors didn't worry about getting eaten by a lion, they would have gotten eaten by a lion. It literally was a jungle out there. And now? Business is like a jungle. And I am like a tiger. And Dwight is like a monkey that stabs a tiger in the back with a stick. Does the tiger fire the monkey? Does the tiger transfer the monkey to another branch? Pun. There is no way of knowing what goes on inside the tiger's head. We don't have the technology. Sometimes our flight, fight, or freeze response is triggered by things that aren't as dangerous as wild animals, but our body may tell us that they are as dangerous. Warning! 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 So what can we do about anxiety? In this episode, I'm going to cover a lot of tips and ways to deal with anxiety. First of all, people with anxiety should avoid cats. Those lumps are cats, and those cats have names, and those names are Ember, Milky Way, Diane, and Lumpy. Okay, not those kind of cats. CATS is actually an acronym, C-A-T-S. If you have anxiety, you should avoid C-caffeine. Does anyone have a baby aspirin? Caffeine is a stimulant, and it can actually make our anxiety worse. A stands for alcohol. This is equal parts. Scotch, absinthe, rum, gin, vermouth, triple sec, and two packs of Splenda. Call it a one of everything. Oh. My. God! <laughs> Hit me again! All right, one more time around the block. T stands for tobacco. Smoking is an activity that's often connected to calming, but deep breathing can do just as well. In the book, Clinical Pearls of Wisdom, the author writes, many smokers do not notice until they quit how each cigarette increases anxiety as they hear the voice in their heads telling them smoking might kill them. I ask clients to keep simple records that rate anxiety levels before and after each cigarette and also the day before heavy consumption of alcohol and the day following. Clients are usually surprised at the level of anxiety they feel post-cigarette or on hangover day 
This record-keeping connects cause and effect and helps client decide whether the smoke or drink is worth the anxiety, and they often think that it's not. And they said that it was clove cigarettes, and I'm sure that it was clove cigarettes. And S stands for sweeteners. Okay, guys, listen up. Here's the deal. I love candy, sweet, sugary candy. Sugar is a stimulant as well and can amp up our anxiety also. Much of treating anxiety is cognitive behavioral therapy. Our thoughts affect our feelings, our feelings affect our behavior, and our behavior influences our thoughts, and around and around we go in a cycle. If we can create some space between ourselves and our thoughts, we will feel less anxious. Sometimes we are so fused with our thoughts or we believe them so much that we can't see past that, but we can train our brain to do this. Here's an example. If I hear about layoffs at work and I think, Yeah, but Michael, what if they downsize here? I'm going to feel pretty anxious. But instead, if I think, Not going to happen. I'm going to feel a little better. Remember, you are not your thoughts. Another helpful thing is to figure out your anxiety triggers. Sometimes it seems like anxiety comes out of nowhere, but it is almost always tied to our thoughts about a situation. Some common triggers are a stressful job environment, past trauma, social situations, finances. I declare bankruptcy! And the list really goes on and on, but the more self-aware you are, the easier it will be to manage your anxiety once you're more aware of your triggers. You can also try making a worry appointment. When you have worries come up during the day, tell yourself you have an appointment at 7 p.m. to deal with these worries. Then at 7 p.m., take a bath or get in your PJs and deal with your worry. Chances are it won't be as pressing as it was earlier in the day. Because anxiety has so many bodily symptoms, it's helpful to start treating it in our body. One technique I like to use is the box breathing technique. All you do is breathe in for four counts, hold your breath for four counts, and breathe out for four counts. Deep breathing sends signals to your brain that everything is okay. Yoga and meditation are also helpful. You can get some positive affirmations or mantras going. You can do it, Ryan. Write them on your mirror. Practice saying them out loud to yourself. This can help your brain create new neural pathways with positive thinking. Some helpful mantras could be, this feeling is only temporary, I will be okay, or I am not my thoughts. Grounding yourself is also very helpful. Say out loud what you see, what you hear, and what you feel without judging it or qualifying it. I see a brown couch. I feel this soft blanket in my hands. It can help you get out of your head and into your body. That's what she said. And in that way, grounding helps distract us from our anxious thoughts. Or if there's a local meditation group, you could try attending that and see if it's helpful. Oh, oh, everybody sit on the floor, Indian style like me. Oh, my God, if you're wearing a dress, please keep your knees together. Nobody wants to see that. Oh, oh. My goal is to make this office as peaceful a place for Stanley Hudson as I can. And I think sounds have a lot to do with that. Here are some downloaded peaceful sounds. That one makes me think of death. 
There's an article on healthline.com that has some additional suggestions for dealing with anxiety. First is walk it off. Sometimes when you're experiencing anxiety, it's because of a buildup of adrenaline. Exercise, even if it's just a walk around the block, can help us use up that extra adrenaline. The author says, sometimes I feel anxious when I haven't moved around enough during the day, so walking is an excellent way for me to use up excess energy. Walking outside in the fresh air can also improve your well-being. There was a study done that said people who took a walking trip in a wooded area had lowered production of stress hormones than people who remained in the city. Next, drink water. You may not realize it, but not drinking enough water can make your anxiety symptoms worse. Eat it, Phyllis. Dip it in the water so it'll slide down your gullet more easily. Dehydration can actually cause heart palpitations. This can lead to feelings of panic, which may trigger an anxiety attack. Next suggestion, turn off your phone. Being constantly plugged in is a modern-day curse that we all need to learn to live with. The author states, don't be afraid to turn off your phone once in a while. Use it as a chance to practice mindfulness. And last tip for today is write it out. Healthline states, one of the worst aspects of anxiety is not knowing why you feel nervous in the first place. You could be lying on a beach with the ocean waves lapping in the distance and still feel worried for absolutely no reason. That's when writing can help. It can be an effective way to explore how you feel, especially if talking out loud feels impossible. Studies show that keeping a journal is actually a healthy way to deal with negative feelings and can reduce stress. Another study found that anxious test participants who wrote a few notes before the test about how they were feeling and what they were thinking performed better than those who didn't. I love journaling and it's so powerful and we're going to cover that in a future episode. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Lara Perry, LCSW. All clips from this episode belong to NBC. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and share. The losers in HR require me to say that this podcast does not constitute therapeutic advice. Please join our community on Instagram, the.office.podcast. Send me your stories and questions about the office and mental health.